0: What's good, my people? Welcome into Buckets Action Network's Daily NBA Betting Podcast. We're in the workshop. This is your Thursday edition of Best Bets. We got two great game sixes, and we got two stellar guys with me. I'm Sean Little. I'm with J Money Is Money. And of course, Brandon B.A. Anderson. You know the deal. We'll jump right into the picks, give you our cap for our Best Bets And then we'll get out of here. Before we kick it off, remember, go leave us a five-star review, man. Drop a little note. Say who your favorite capper is. We might have a prize for you. We're going to pick a couple people. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review. We're presented by our guys over at FanDuel. J Money is money. NBA playoffs are really picking up. Give me your best bet for the two-game sixes Thursday we got laid out.
2: Yes, sir. Give me sons in the first half, My institute. Brandon, B.A.
0: Anderson, we got some plus money talk. We're not looking <laughs> so much at the Celtics are minus two in Philly. The Suns are minus three and a half in Phoenix. B.A., you got some, some some other ideas.
1: Yeah, man, look, I thought this was a uh, Blackhawks victory parade today. We got Connor Bedard, Sean, Chicago, living it up out here. Hey, Bulls coming next, baby. Victor's right. coming. Victor's Chicago's coming. sweeping all the number one picks. It, it only stands <laughs> to reason. The Bears got number one. The Blackhawks got number one. The lottery is in Chicago. Yes,
0: we're getting all three, baby. Let's do it.
1: All right, I'm going to have a little fun today, guys. If you have followed my props articles back in a couple of years ago when I was doing them nearly every day here at Action Network, one of my favorite go-to bets was when I found some bets at longer odds that I liked. So, guys, you know what day it is. It is plus juice day here at Buckets. I got four picks for you now. Look, I'm going to do them in order of juice. You don't have to play a full unit, all these. You can, you know, buyer discretion here. You can decide, do you want to split one unit between the four? Do you want to like slowly go less as you go up? Do you want to go all in? That's up to you. Obviously, the longer the odds are, the less likely to hit. But let's have a little fun. First one, Joel Embiid, over two and a half blocks, plus 135. Nice and easy, right? All right, let's start escalating. Nikola Jokic, 20-point triple-double in a win. You're going to have to build that one. That's a plus 370. Then give me Tyrese Maxey to lead the series in threes, plus 900. And last one, a map more special. Give me an exact finals outcome. The Denver Nuggets beat the Miami Heat, plus 1,600.
0: I love it. I love it. I am gonna go to Philadelphia. Philadelphia 76ers. Team total, I'm going over 106 and a half. We'll get into the cap. All right, I'm coming right back to you. Jay money is money. Let's break it down. Right now, the Philip. let me give the game numbers again. Over at FanDuel Sportsbook, Celtics minus two. Total sits at 213. Nuggets Suns. suns minus three and a half. Total sits at 226 and a half as we record this on Wednesday afternoon. Jay Money, you're looking at the first half. Talk to me.
2: Yeah, I'm looking at the Suns here. Desperation spot. I expect them to come out motivated. Um, I don't bet against desperation spots. There's just something I don't do. Either I'm taking that team or I'm staying off the game. Um, I do think this series is going to seven games. Both of these teams play a lot better at their house. We know road players play a lot better at the house as well. And On the other side, road players, guys like MPJ don't necessarily play the same on the road as well. Um, I, I know I'm a little bit worried about Booker's injury, but um, if him and KD continue to play at a high level, guys like Shamit literally locking up Murray. I don't think that's something people's talking about. Murray does not like uh, Shamit on him, but I expect the Suns to come out here in the first half to get um, to play well, build by double digits, and I expect them to win the game as well in this one. Um, I think this series is going seven games all the way. I do not trust the Nuggets on the road. They don't have a winning record all year, 20 and 25 on the road. We know they play their best basketball at the house when they have the home court advantage Um, on the road. I just don't think they're the same team. I do like the Suns here in the first half. I couldn't talk to you all full game as well. Suns at home this year, twenty-three and
0: eighteen ATS. Nuggets on the road, nineteen and twenty-two against the spread. BA. Any thoughts on the Suns Nuggets first half minus two?
1: Yeah, I uh, I was texting with Jim Turby and Joe Delera last night about these games, and I was like, I'm on the pod tomorrow, guys. Jay's going to take Suns first half. I smelled it. I knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. It's the desperation spot, so it makes a lot of sense to me. This is this is a, a bullseye play for you, Jay. I get it. They got to come out. They got to. This you know, They blew up the franchise, trading everything for Durant. At home, this is a spot. I still feel good about the Nuggets overall, and I lean Nuggets in this game just because my read on Denver coming into the series was that I thought they were the the clear better team, and I feel like after five games, that to me is still my takeaway here. Denver has scored plenty all five games. The difference is that the defense didn't go to Phoenix the last two two games, so we're back to Phoenix. Maybe that just happens again, but I can't get away from the fact that we had two games in Phoenix. Devin Booker looked into the face of God, didn't miss a shot for two games. Kevin Durant put up like 70 across two games. The Nuggets were kind of bad for the most part, other than Jokic. Jamal Murray scored a lot, but to your point, Jay, I actually think Murray played pretty well game five. I know his scoring was down, but I thought he played within himself a little better and actually facilitated, got the other guys going. If any of them show up or if the defense shows, I think the Nuggets are in play here. Look, even with those two games in Phoenix, as well as Phoenix played, Denver had a chance to tie in the last minute, both games. So I like Denver here. I don't love them. And from last buckets, I loved Denver in game five. I'm already in on Nuggets in six, Nuggets futures. I don't need to add a lot here. So instead, that's why I went for a plus money play here. If the Nuggets win, I see a plus 140 on the money line out there. I think there's value there. I think that number is a little long for me. I think you're right, Jay. The Suns are more likely to win, but plus 140 is too long for me. But I want to add in, Jokic is obviously putting up huge numbers. He has had at least 13 rebounds every game, but won this series. He had four, one random game. I'm just going to throw that out. His assists are up. He's had 17, 11, and 12 assists the last three games. He's obviously scoring. We know that. So it's weird, but a Jokic 20-point triple double barely feels like an accomplishment at this point. It just basically means that he played the whole time, which he's going to have to play. It's not going to be, it's not like they're going to go in and blow Phoenix out and just call it the dogs again. That's not happening. So this is my way of saying, okay, I think there's value on Denver. How can I juice it to make it worth the price of admission to me? So Jokic, 20-point triple-double in a win, plus 370. To me, is the way to make it worth my while and worth the, the variables. You mentioned the Booker injury. Jamal Murray turned his ankle. Chris Paul might be back. I don't know who that's good for, to be totally honest. So this is my one play on this game, just kind of waiting in carefully and making it worth my while.
0: Yeah, the Chris Paul coming back situation makes this very interesting. Because I know, Jay, we we are on the same page and we see guys come back in the fold and they they got to kind of get acclimated. They got to change things. He's coming off a groin. It's in Denver. It's in altitude. It, it is a little bit of a, a a layer that needs to be determined once we figure out if Chris Paul is going to play. To go back to Jamal Murray, I think you're right, uh, Jay Money, uh, for Shamet. In the first half, he was on his ass. And he was getting under his skin, didn't want any part of it. But then of his 19, he scored 17. We're in the second half. Uh, I still worry about Phoenix being just not enough. They just don't have enough. Like, don't I think this is one of those series where coming in, it was like, believe your eyes. I'm looking at Phoenix and they are just up against it purely on bodies and trying to score and keep up with people. And that hasn't changed for me. Now, the desperation spot in the first half is appetizing because they just have to come out and show up. But like B.A. said, Devin Booker looked in the face of God, didn't miss a shot. And then as soon as that tailed off, they had no chance in Denver the other night. So I'm interested to see how it shakes. That's why I I went over and looked at the other game in Philadelphia. B.A., you want to jump into some of your other props?
1: Yeah, let me start out with the easy one. I had to have like just one normal pick for the podcast today, right? So Joel Embiid blocks over two and a half. It's plus 135. I just think it should be a minus number. Embiid had five blocks in the game we just watched last night. He had no blocks the game before that, but four and five, the two before that. So three of the four games that he's played against Boston, now he's had four, five, and five blocks. He's averaging three blocks a game in the playoffs. I just think he looks a little healthier each time out. The conditioning is coming back. They took the knee brace off. They put the knee sleeve on. We're getting updates like every five minutes all game long. He just looks like he's getting a little comfortable out there. Marcus smart. He got him at the rim. He got Tatum late in the game. He got Horford, who almost never gets blocked this season. So I just think over two and a half blocks plus 135, the number looks right to me.
0: Jay, any thoughts on, on MB? We saw what he did on the chase down. I'm going to tell you, as soon as I saw that, I was like, man, maybe they are going to win the series. When he <laughs> went down and got that block, then hit the hit the the stanchion, got up, got back on o and then hit a jumper. It's just like, wait a second. And meanwhile, in Phoenix, we can't get Deandre Ayton to even run up the floor on a on a missed jump shot, right? So that that was a telling thing. How do you feel about that box play and just Embiid overall right now the way he's playing ball?
2: Yeah, Joel Embiid, uh, the MVP, man. He really took care of me on that. Uh, but, yeah, as far as his blocks, I don't really have thoughts on that. I don't really play a ton of props, especially not defensive props as well. Um, I hope you cash it, Brandon. Sounds like a good play, especially with five last game. Obviously, he's the main rim protector for the 76ers out there. They're going to have to go all out, loud, right? This is game seven for the Sixers here. If they want to win this series, you want to close it out in six at the house. You don't want to go back to Boston um for, for game seven. So I always say teams in the home team in this situation, up 3-2, they treat this game like a game seven. You're probably going to see higher minutes, um, things like that. But I must say, if I'm betting a game, it is Celtics or nothing for me.
0: All right. I am taking the Philadelphia 76ers team total over 106 and a half. I'm absolutely done with the, the Boston Celtics. Uh, there's, there's a lot to it. We could talk for two hours on why I'm over and done with the Boston Celtics, but I'll keep it brief to the cap, to this game, game six, going back to Philly. This is the same spot that the Celtics were in last year. I think the Celtics fans are resting on their laurels there. That team played defense. That team was really focused, and Mayudoka had those guys locked in on the defensive end. In that same spot, when they went back to Milwaukee, they gave up 95 points. We know Jason Tatum scored 46, one of the best games he's ever played. But Grant Williams played 28 28 minutes in that game. Say what you want. Daniel Theis impacted the game in that game as well. He played 10-plus minutes. He was a plus four. Grant Williams was a plus nine. Marcus Smart hit five threes. This is just a different team uh, in my estimation. The Celtics are just entitled. They think extremely too high of themselves, and they and it shows on the floor. We saw what happened in game one. No Embiid, oh, no problem, we'll show up and get the W. Wrong. Game five, we're tied 2-2, we're going back home, we'll just get the W, right, because that's what we're supposed to do, tied 2-2, going back to Boston. They got smoked from the start, out-hustled from start to finish, and that's exactly what they did last year, I don't think this squad is built like the, like the previous team under Eme. Missoula's a head coach. They're making no adjustments. Completely – they admitted to being just lollygagging on offense with that Marcus Smart article and his comments there. But they, they're they, – well, how, how do I say this? They admitted to having a couple plays and just – kind of going one-on-one ball movement type style, motion offense, I guess, shoot the three all day. And that's what they're completely focused on on offense, but it still has no direction. Last year's run was defensive focused. We know about Robert Williams' time, Lord. He had a big, big impact in those series in that run. So did Grant Williams. He's not playing. Jalen Brown needs to get more shots. He's not getting shots up after the first quarter. Seems like it works. And then he starts to tail off the rest of the game. I just think this team is not ready to go on the road like they were last year. I'll take I I I think this is a good spot to take the team total at over 106 and a half instead of just flat out Philly uh or le- getting the points at plus two or taking the money line. Because I like Jay was laying out with the desperation spot, I expect Boston to come out. And when they do come out in desperation spots, they're gonna score. And I think they're going to score here in this game. I just don't think that Philly, they have enough to stop Philly from scoring 107 or less. So I'll take the team total, Philadelphia 76ers, game six at home, over 106 and a half. I expect Maxie to continue to cook. I expect Embiid to have a good game as well. Harden will do what's necessary. And then you knock down, you get a couple shots from Tobias Harris, one PJ Tucker three, Niang off the bench. And then next thing you know, we're at 110 plus and we're cashing this ticket.
1: Yeah, I noticed uh, Philadelphia in their three wins this series, 115, 116, 119. When they lose, one hundred two eighty seven. So, yeah, I, I, I like that. If you like the Philadelphia angle, I think that's a good angle to play because if you hit that number, then they're in a good shape to win. And I think if Boston's threes are falling, but the defense didn't go to Philly, you might cash your bet even if Philadelphia doesn't win here. That, to me, when I play a team total over under that's kind of the angle i'm looking for is if if the side i think i like wins i hit this but i might win even if they don't give me that other out too so i like that for you sean i'm gonna i'm gonna uh dovetail here with my tyrese maxi prop because to me i don't think boston is dead yet i tweeted about a week ago i'm done with them and i'm not really not done with them but this is also just kind of who boston is like they're going to shoot a ton of threes. And when they break all the threes like they do in game five, they're going to look terrible. That's just what the Celtics are. But they might not be that tomorrow. They might not be that the next time that they play. Now, there may not be a next time they play if they keep pulling that off. But you're right. The defense, not good. But the threes didn't fall. And when the threes don't fall, that correlates to the defense not being good because now you get the long rebounds. You're back out the other way. No time to get your defense set up all that plays together. So I don't know that Boston is dead. I would traditionally be looking to bet Boston here. And I would have thought, okay, not just game six, because I would love Boston in game seven at home, James Harden on the road. (laughs) No, thank you. I will be on Boston game seven if it gets there. But if I like them in game seven, what about Ford? Yada, yada. It's like if you give a mouse a cookie thing, I'm playing all the dominoes out. The problem is the books are still giving Boston too much credit, I think. And I don't know, there's a lot of numbers. They're a road favorite here in Philadelphia with Embiid looking good, Harden looking good. So how could Philadelphia win still here? You mentioned Tyrese Maxey. I think he's been the X factor. He looked awesome in game five. He got up 12 threes, made half of them. Obviously that was a big part of the offense. So I'll be honest. I was looking at the to lead the series in three-pointers. And I wanted to make a case for Malcolm Brogdon, actually. That was where I started on this bet. Uh, you got to look around. You might find this at your sports book here. Brogdon was plus 350. He's the leader right now. He's got 17 threes. Harden's at 16, Maxi 14. And then we other guys, 12, 11 and down from there. I started with Brogdon, but he's got 17 out of 32. He only went one for two in this last game. Harden, only one for two in the last game. Tyrese Maxi getting 12 shots up. And the way that they're getting him into rhythm, getting those looks, he is now the series leader in three-point attempts. You want volume for the sort of bet. You'll want to get your shots up. And here's the thing I like, too. His volume, the last 21 games now, dating back to the regular season, he's averaging three and a half makes per game out of seven and a half attempts, up from two and a half on six attempts the rest of the season before that. So volume's going up. And I think I get a favorable look here because – if Philly does win, Sean, if you're right, and they hit that points total, I think it's because Maxi probably had another good game, right? So Maxi maybe hit some threes, and now we're done in six. And I got one last game to close the gap, but I probably needed Maxi to get there. If not, we go seven. I got Maxi's total attempts number. I get two games to close the gap. So Tyrese Maxi plus 900 again, plus Juice day, It's a long shot to hit, but I don't think it's a plus 900. I'd make it like three or four to one. Give me the plus 900 and have a little fun on Terry Smaxy.
0: Boston Celtics, when shooting 40% from three, 34 and 34-2. Philadelphia 76ers against the spread at home, or not at home, excuse me. The Philadelphia 76ers against the spread as an underdog, 15-10 and 10 this year. That's what they are right in this game six at home in Philly. J Money is money. You
2: look quiet. Where are you at on Boston and the Celtics right now? Yeah, I just said, bro, Celtics are nothing for me in this game, my okay? guy. Um, I still think they have a chance to win a series. Obviously, they look scared. I'll tell you. I'm not in on... Or I, I was a firm believer that Doka was the guy that took them as well because they don't really have that voice of a leader on the team and now they don't even have the coach being the voice of the leader as well. I don't think Tatum and Brown are just like alpha dogs where they can just say, hey guys, we need to step up. They don't really have that. You see what I'm saying? So uh, maybe Smart is that guy, but I just think Missoula is a little bit too soft-spoken, a little bit too, of, too much of a quiet coach. I'm worried about him. I would like to take the Celtics. I mean, I was look. I'm at the casino last night. I'm I'm staring at a minus one. You see what I'm saying? And I probably should tell. I mean, it's up to two now. Obviously, if they're going to win the game, they're going to win comfortably. In my opinion, it still says Celtics are nothing for me here. I know that they look a little rattled, but it's like you said, this is what they did last year. They play their best basketball when their backs are against the wall. And if Tatum and Brown are coming, it's simple as this: if they're hitting their threes, they're going to win in a blowout. If they're not they're going to lose in a blowout. I really think it's that simple with the Celtics. They play the numbers game. They shoot a ton of threes. They missed a ton of wide open looks um, at the house. But I really do think it's that simple. If they're making their threes, they have a shot to win this game literally by margin. Um, But I don't want to bet against the Celtics with their backs against the wall. Um, I do think that they still have what it takes uh, to get to the um, Eastern Conference Finals. So Celtics are nothing for me. Probably first quarter, first half will be my top spot, but wouldn't be a bit surprised if they came out here, build a double-digit lead and not look back in this one.
0: B.A., yeah, you want to get us out of here on Denver over Miami, a little exact to play?
1: Yeah, so just w- one other number on this Boston-Philly play that I thought was interesting. Game five, teams that lose game five at home a- after a 2-2 series. So this exact scenario that just happened, we have 51 times we've seen that in NBA history. This is from Nate Duncan at Dunk On Podcast. Out of those 51 times, Boston, the team on the road in game six, 26 and 25 straight up. They have a winning record going on the road in game six. And look, Boston just did that last year. Out of those 26 winners, those teams that then went home for game seven, 19 and seven at home. So Boston is not dead historically. This team still wins a series 37% of the time. I'm a little tossed up. I don't honestly know who I think is going to win this game. So that's where I'm going to go to the exact play here. I'm trying to zoom out and look at the chessboard here. And I think the winner for last night was not Philadelphia or Boston. I think the winner was Miami because Miami now has, look, Miami's going to be the Knicks. Okay, right? By the time you listen to this, they maybe already have done that because this is for Thursday night's games. We're taping this Wednesday. Miami's going to be the Knicks. I'd put it like 95 plus percent. So the Heat are going to the Eastern Conference Finals to face either the Celtics, who they took to one shot from the finals last year. And by the way, if it is the Celtics, it now has to be the Celtics coming off of Game 7. We know all about the Game 7 rest disadvantage thing. Miami might be done Wednesday night. Boston will now have to be playing into the weekend, grueling physical games against Mil- or Philadelphia to get there. So that would be a big advantage. Miami goes to Boston, gets the rest advantage Game 1. Oops, the eight seed has home advantage now in the Eastern Conference Finals. Or... Miami plays Philly, who is now obviously favored to get there. Jimmy Butler lives rent-free. And Joel Embiid and all of Philadelphia's heads, he's been with those guys. He knows how to play those guys. I get Spolstra against either Doc or Joe Missoula in the Eastern Conference Finals. I like that. Okay, so there, there's what I'm looking at. <clears throat> the Heat win. I like the number in the Eastern Conference Finals. I see a plus 325 out there. To me, that's too long. I think Miami is much more alive than the book is giving credit for. So I was going to look to play that. Let's play a little further. I'm playing the chessboard. If Miami gets into the finals, well, I like Denver to make the finals. We're on Denver here. I like Denver to get past Phoenix. They're up three games to two. So how about a Denver versus Miami finals? All right. The odds are getting better. But what if they play each other? Well, I've been talking about this with Matt Moore. Obviously, he's our guy there in Denver at all these games. Raheem Palmer, former uh, colleague here at the Ringer. They both love Jokic against Bam Adebayo. I'm going to trust them on this one that Jokic has dominated Bam in the past. I just think Denver has too much firepower if they do play Miami. Miami's offense, I don't see them keeping up unless they start shooting 5,000% on threes again like they did against uh, uh, Milwaukee last round. So that's how I got here give a mouse a cookie. That's Miami. We gave them New York, right? We <laughs> gave Miami, New York. They're going to finish them off. Now they're going to get either Philly who they match better with or tired Boston who they still match. Okay. With put them in the finals against Denver. The team I like a lot, Denver over Miami, 16 to one exact outcome. I'm not telling you it's a lot to happen. My numbers guys, I put that around plus 600. I'm getting the 16 to one instead. So, I got to take a shot here.
0: Jimmy Butler in the finals would be something to see versus Jokic in the Denver Nuggets, no question. All right, that's going to do it for Buckets presented by FanDuel. To recap, J Money is Money. Suns, first half, minus two. Then Brandon, B.A. on plus juice day. Embiid, over two and a half blocks, one plus 135. Jokic, 20-point triple-double in a W plus 370 maxi series three point leader in the Sixers Celtics series at plus 900. Then we're looking down the road, Denver nuggets over the Miami heat exact result plus 1600. I am on the Philadelphia 76ers team total over 106 and half. a half. Four J money is money for Brandon Anderson. I am Sean little. We'll see you next time. Don't forget it.